Shang-Chi's all right. I mean, it's it's Marvel, so it's like... It, oh, that's why. I have no clue what it was. I was like, yeah, what the hell is Shang-Chi? Yeah, it was better than that Black Widow shit, but... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Steven Dozer, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, unstoppable, unscripted, and uncensored podcast, airing live every Thirsty Thursday at 10.05. Such good shoot. And as always, we have Vintage. Isaac and my buddy Nat today. Hello, Nat. Innovative Shane. <laughs> Innovative. And they Shane. are intoxicatingly entertaining. <laughs> I'll drink to that. And you can't teach that. Oh man, you you got the you got the big BL today, dude. Well, Trent left fucking most of a case here. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, no, I mean... When his parole officer rolled through. I mean, how, how many of them some bitches you got, man? You're used to drinking, you know, two, two fucking, tall like... Tall boys. I've got, yeah, two, I've got... I mean, no, not even tall boys. They're, usually, they're, they're the bigger cans. or like the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. 24-ouncers. Yeah, whatever the biggins are. I have. And they're usually those... like 8%. I mean, how many, how many BLs you got, dude? I've got like five here. i got a few more in the fridge. I still have one of those... Uh... I think it's a fucking tall boy of peach, but maybe Bud Light peach tea uh -huh. or something like that. I don't know. That one was kind of shitty because it had like fucking stevia or fucking saccharin or fucking some shit in it. I don't know. I don't like fake sugar. Just give me real sugar. I'm drinking alcohol. I don't need to be fucking healthy about it. You know what I'm saying? Cattail. Cattail. Yeah. I guess we're drinking. We're drinking early again, today. boys. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, here's and here's one for James Bond and Daniel Craig. You know, rest in peace to James Bond. Um, Shane, they blew him up. I'm sorry. I'm gonna spoil this shit. They blew no. him up. Oh, Wade is so mad at you right now. That's you not, have... He's not watching, is he? Oh, he is. I'm sure he is. I mean, no, he's gotta have... be one of the two, dude. Sorry, Wade. Oh, if he's pissed spoiler off. Spoiler alert. God damn it, we're gonna lose our we're gonna yeah, lose, I, I, lose I, half our fucking viewers. Yeah, Thank you. I, did, I didn't I didn't one half <laughs> they just of the viewers. Wade is <laughs> might be destroying his computer right now. I mean, for all I know, he is <laughs> Yeah, listen in close. I'm sorry, Wade. If you were watching, I'm sorry. If you're not watching anymore, yeah, dude. Shane, what the fuck are you drinking tonight before Isaac says anything else to lose us our other viewer? <laughs> or our, our ones of viewers. Um, viewers. Uh, come on in, fellas. Um, oh, just, just some standard bush heavy. I got, got about four of them over there. Um, and, and, and real quick, um, I just want to say I'm saving the Sheik of the Week for a, a special time. So I'll, I'll let minute. you know when to hit it. I want to smoke a blunt, though. 
just well, it's, you can it's, smoke it's, a blunt without that. I okay. I'll yeah. talk about my liquor because you know I got a big ass bottle here of Diplomatic overall. Oh shit! Supposedly, it pairs fantastic with cigars, especially the Diplomatico cigar, which I don't have. But you know, it's a Did cigar. You... I got a, I got this Fratello sweet tip shit tonight. It's pretty good. The new JTT launched exclusively from Tobacology in Haymarket, Virginia. Oh yeah, that oh, is yeah. the new one. How you how is it? Is it good? It's delicious. It's a very subtle, sweet tip, and then the Oro blend just kicks in after that, and it's it's delightful. I am happy I bought a box. Yes, uh, Dozer, have you ever had the, the Diplomatico cigar? You ever I had have it? had that oh, okay. once upon a time. Okay, you... I was I was I was gonna say because I'm sure I've got a couple in the basement that could somehow end up in your hands. Um, <laughs> I'm curious where you're broadcasting from today, Josie. You sound as if you're like... Oh, yeah, it's different. What what view is this? Is right, do you have like a special reverb? I'm just talking about auditory-wise. Well, it it's the same like... room as oh, always. there he goes. Oh, now he's back. Okay. No. I was right. I just it's thought it... I was fucking stoned off my ass for a minute. No, no. I, I Damn, did the bro. intro with different settings. <laughs> but... Oh. Uh, I'm not nearly Jewish enough to sound like Paul Heyman. Oh, man. I it, thought you were like in a well. And I'm like, man, I'm just high. You must just be high. And then I'm hi. Like, no. Hi. 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 <laughs> I am. I am very high. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yes, that we know. Well, since Shane isn't going to do the Sheik of the Week, I will do the Question of the Week. Yeah, let's do that. We haven't done because that. Because I have something that bothers the shit out of me, and I'm going to ask it as a question because it makes no sense to me. What's the point of changing a second-generation star's name if all we're going to do is allude to who their parents are and sometimes just flat-out tell you who their oh, parents are? Assuming you're talking about uh, Bron right. Break. Well, Bron Breaker and uh, what the fuck's his name? Curtis Axel before him. And I was thinking Brian Christopher. All these people. What the fuck's the point if we're just going to say who the parents are? I mean, I I think it kind of depends situation by situation because obviously, like the uh, the Brian the Brian Christopher thing, like was part of the joke. You know what I mean? It was it was oh, yeah. part of yeah. the gimmick to begin Which with. Worked. So that worked. But in the case of Braun Breaker, it's just some buddy with their thumb up their ass trying to trying to make him seem scarier or. You know they're they're mad at the Steiners, so they don't want them to use the Steiner name. I no, you know. because but we're going to call him a dog face gremlin. They don't ever want them. They don't ever want anybody to come into this company anymore with their own name, with their own anything. They want to create it all so they can own copyright to all of it because they create characters. But right? they don't know they 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 want to own the characters. You know, it, it's <clears throat> like a little bit later in the show. We have, uh, I think WWE calls her likes to suck dick a lot or whatever. But uh, they, you know, they go, she's married to Cody Rhodes. Oh, shit. I love her. Ju then just call her Brandy Rhodes. Like, why the fuck did we have to give her a completely different name that's in no way related to this? If you're just going, to, if you're going to allude to what their non-ring names are, don't give them a different fucking ring name. If it's not an actual gimmick, 
I mean, a lot of it is only makes sense if you're, you know, if you look at it in the context of creating and holding trademarks and copyrights. I mean, honestly, it's really what it is in merchandising, et cetera, you know. <clears throat> I mean, for yeah, them, but, which but is all they the do. They're not, they're not creating. Like, that's the thing is, like, if you think about what WWE does these days, which is still very different from AEW, is, like, they're they're not trying to sell tickets. They're not trying to sell, get anyone to watch their show. They don't no. give a shit. They don't care. They've made their money on Peacock deal. They make their money on advertising. They've got to hit a certain amount of viewers to, like, get their advertising revenue. But, like, all their money is coming in via, like, other channels. It has nothing to do with actually, like, people watching wrestling. They could fucking do whatever they want. Which is why I haven't really watched WWE in weeks and mainly watch AEW. Which is a drastic change from a year and a half ago. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> every step, every I'm, level, too. Like, NXT, like, I don't want to watch that anymore. No, I, I'm... And NXT 2.0 is, is alright. As long as you look at it and forget NXT, which is impossible to do. Yeah, it's like... It's but, just, well, it's like watching oh, the revived yeah, uh, ECW. But in general, it's not like... It's not like a horrible wrestling show by any means, but it feels a lot more like an indie show and not in a good way. You know, so, it, my, I, I have a way to fix this. So WWE, they're stuck with this time slot regardless. They got to put programming there. I propose we move NXT back to exclusively on Peacock. And in its place... We put we bring heat back or velocity. Bring back a B a legit B tier show with B tier talent to get ever, more people on, and I think that'd be a better use of fucking primetime TV than NXT because it makes no sense. The second they bring these people up, they're gonna change their names, they're gonna change their gimmicks, despite the fact everybody has seen these people. I, I We've mean, seen Braun Breaker. We know who he is, and now he's going to be Bobby Strong. Bad. No, no, he's just going to be Braun. They'll just they'll just axe half of his name. I mean, their best bet at this point is to do fucking like stupid reality shows with one of those time slots. I mean, a huge part of the problem is Raw's three hours. I mean, the problem is they have too much. They have too much time, and they don't know what to do with it all. That's why they have replays for 45 fucking percent of Raw. Which, it's hilarious. They got four bajillion people. Even after firing 3,000 people the last two years, they still have four bajillion people on the roster. Four bajillion, I don't know if you know that, is a very large number, kids. It is. So, you know, they could easily rotate in other talent. It's the one thing AEW's doing right. They don't feel the need that they have to have the same five people on every single show. Well, well I mean, if they, you're they, always they there, also... then, like, what's the incentive to watch? It's not special. Like, there is something that's, like, intelligent about booking so you're not overexposing any single talent, you know? like. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, is that, is that AEW does have the same people on a lot of the shows. But how they use them is 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 where the the difference is. 
Like the only guy I can think that they're overexposing as far as wrestling goes is uh, the American Dragon, and I don't think anyone's complaining um, hey. about seeing uh, Danielson wrestle every single night because he is just kind of the, the best wrestler in the world today. <laughs> like, they're, they're they're overexposing him, but I think that's part of the gimmick. Oh, oh, no, 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 absolutely. I'm not, you know, it. that's a time when it's okay. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. John Cena back on like his US title open, open challenge run. Like that was the best thing on Raw and you saw him do it every single week. You just have to put good programming out there. It doesn't matter if you see the same person every week. As long as what they're doing is interesting. The reason why people don't like seeing the same people on Raw every week is because it's fucking boring every single time. Well, like they're not promoting anything. Yeah. You know, like, and it's the same the match things, every week. Yeah. The only things they really promote is like the network. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like they don't actually get you excited for any pay-per-views. They don't get you worked up for any programs. You know, like everything is copy paste and it's like, uh, everyone is has run out of like you know like the balls over there and they're just like yeah we're just gonna do whatever we have to do um to get through and you know it was like i worked at a place for a while and like one of the guys who worked there is you know who had worked there before like i had talked to him and he's like yeah their motto there is like let's just get through today you know, and sometimes it kind of feels like they're like, yeah, let's just get to, through today. <laughs> we'll worry about that tomorrow. And then every day is let's just get through today. Pisses me off. Yeah. Whereas AEW, like at the very least, there's intentionality. Like there's some thought of like, we want to put on a wrestling show and, you know, well, lo love it or hate the in-ring product. Like, you know, like whatever your style is, like I get it. But like all due respect, like they 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 care about putting on a good show for the fans. You can tell that there's like thought there and that they're doing their best. And you know, for a fucking fledgling company, I mean, to see what they've done, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and it, I mean, the thing is, is is with AEW, it, everyone has said this, and and I honestly believe this is that it all starts from the top. Apparently, Tony Khan is, like, a great guy to work for. Like, he's fun. He's constantly involved with the wrestlers. He's constantly, like, involved with, like, talking storylines, but also being, like, open to ideas and, and you know, open to, to feedback and everything else. You know, and then it just funnels down through. I mean, you, you look at, like, the coaches that they have. It, you know, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, um, just the you know the, the kind of veterans they have there too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have a lot of great guys hanging out all the time. I mean, Paul White, Mark Henry, you know, Dustin Rhodes, uh, Arn Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Arn. Um, all those uh, old school guys. You have Jake and, the Snake around, yeah, yeah, and like Jake I mean, Jericho, Jericho. But I mean, I you know, like Jericho is great, but I you know, like I do think that you know. Jake the Snake Roberts isn't like the best human being, but he is one of the greatest promos of all time, and one of the greatest like talkers and in-ring psychologists of all time. The guy is tremendously good at what he did, and if you go back and watch any of his old promos, you know he was the one guy that stood out because he was so quiet in his in his delivery. But Jesus Christ, like 
he he was fucking terrified like as a kid that was a scary motherfucker and he still is like you know like you you hear that that promo from them back in the day and it's like yeah he 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 could be that crazy drunk uncle who's ready to fucking (laughs) he can barely walk and wheels around an oxygen tank and i'm still scared of the dude yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah so like even you know even him like having the ability to coach these young kids to you know and how to talk and cut promos etc they have such a great divergence of talent and what people are really good at you know like you have mm-hmm. guys like Malenko who's like one of the fucking best technical wrestlers of all time yeah you know, a guy mm-hmm. who just works circles around anybody you know and yeah, to have all that talent I, together. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, don't don't discount the man Jerry Lynn, man. No, Jerry, no. Jerry Lynn was an ass whooper back in like a, like mid mid late nineties, man. Some of the shit he did in ECW with uh, with RVD. Yeah. I mean, he had like a really good. He he had one of the few really strong like early days of TNA runs too. Like when they were still doing the like the weekly pay per views and when they you know, first got on to, you know, some weekly television stuff. He had a really strong run with with that company as well. Yeah. And a lot of good shit with ring of honor. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds me, I mean, like everyone, Oh, you know, this is like WCW or this is, you know, it's like, it's like early TNA and shit. And it's like, it doesn't feel the same in any of those ways. The culture, the, like, like the, the the, culture, the culture. And what I was going to say, because it's, synergy what's different between those promotions and what aw has right now is respect but they, they also, respect their performers they also have i mean you know like they have like things that are similar right they have like the billionaire owner you know you have the ted turner so that's obviously like you can compare that with tony khan you can compare like the the wrestling but, style and the rock you're comparing an old white guy yeah let me let me finish though so you you have these comparison points right as as why people are like oh it's the same thing and then you have you know like this this roster of younger talent who's like really active and they focus a lot on that so you can say oh that's like early tna but like where it comes apart is like you don't have anybody who's there right now right as as a veteran right who's in it for themselves Who's in it just to be like, I don't care. I'm just here to make money. And that was the thing that WCW had and fucking TNA had. Maybe not in the first couple of years with TNA, but pretty quickly it became fucking, you know, like Hogan's Playground. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's the thing that stands out is all those guys that are there who are veterans, who have been there for forever, understand that, like, they need to, like, help these guys to build a generation of professional wrestlers that aren't just cookie cutters of wwe and and it really feels different in that way because there's no one who's in it for themselves and is trying to do business for themselves on that level it seems it seems like they're all in it to help lift these kids up and it's awesome like that's a really cool thing to see yes um so real quick uh i'm I'm just gonna go back to to your comment about comparing uh, tony khan to Ted Turner. Um, <clears throat> it's time, boys. Oh, boy. Here we go. Is it Sheikity of the Weeky? Sheik. Sheik. Sheik of the Week. Sheik. Sheik. Sheik oh. of the Week. Oh. I have no idea where I am, so Sheik, sheik. of the Week. You did great, dude. You're better when you can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I have back-to-back uh, -back tweets from the Iron Sheik today that um, really tell my feelings about what that statement there. Um, <clears throat> straight up, shut the fuck up. For immediate assistance, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, so that was for my comment? Yes, uh, because Tony Khan <laughs> genuinely loves wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe too much. I mean, <laughs> but he's still a billionaire owner. As well. Oh yeah, he's yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But like, compared to fucking yeah, Kevin no. Dunn, who actively hates pro wrestling. Yeah, Which, I, and, to, to be honest, I just wanted to get the Sheik of the Week out of the way, so that good. way I didn't forget it. So <laughs> I, it was, I, it was I, the first thing you said that really that really grinded my gears. So there's gonna be something, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Kevin Dunn thing. I don't know who that quote you you sent us, Dozer, was from. Don Moxley. Yeah, that was, was from Mox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the idea that like Kevin Dunn is like a universally hated figure to the point where like even fucking there's like people who are like yeah, like yeah, all right, dude, fucking. Uh, uh, nobody but, has come out in his defense yeah nobody's coming out in his defense. there's like people who are like yeah benoit benoit defenders they're fucking defenders of um of what's the russo you know like russo, yeah i mean i'll defend russo to an extent no, R R russo is is a much less offender than fucking kevin dunn man yeah, russo kevin you can point to things that were positive he did on the wrestling industry he has weird. negatives, but there were positives too. There's it's not just, a positive Kevin Dunn has done. Is there anybody? There's nobody who, at any point that I've ever heard, been like Kevin Dunn's great ever. Maybe Vince, if he ever did an interview about it. No, Vince doesn't talk about Kevin Dunn. No, he makes ever. He, he made fun of him. I mean, he did put him in that goddamn uh, Isaac <laughs> Yank of DDS fucking vignette back in the day. So I mean, there's that. Uh. Oh, there's Nat. There's Nat. And you know what? Fuck Kevin Dunn. Mm. Buy the shirts. Yeah. All right, boys, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say with DDJ? I think it's time for the... No, that's a different show. I know. I was just shouting. Hasn't been on in a bit. What's DDJ up to with that? I don't, I don't know. know. What is DDJ doing right now? You mm. start. You start this. I'm going to hit him up. Let's see what he's doing. We're going to talk about some R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect NXT TakeOver style. You know, it's Find our main out event. our ratings. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, this came from Full Sail, so you had the fucking NXT fucking crowd of death. Yeah, they're 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 starting to get pretty bad. I was thinking that. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, they're they I was should. like, yeah, they're yeah, they're going. We're the, the worst there. part is. You can see still in this show the effect of half the toxic crowd today in NXT. Because oh. fucking Izzy's a big part of the crowd right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Izzy. Oh, oh we'll, we'll talk is... about that. Dude, that shit is so funny. No, like, it... the Lindsay Dorado shit is so yeah. funny. Like him spending fucking years talking shit about him on social media all over the place. And then as soon as he gets released, Lindsay's like, all right, man, you want to talk shit? He's like, oh, this is where I'll be. It's close to you. And he like, he reserved a parking spot for him, like paid a $10 <laughs> voucher. So fucking Izzy's dad would have a place to park so he could meet him so he could talk shit to his face. 
And like he posted all these pictures on social media and, and immediately fucking Izzy's dad issued a public apology and then deleted all his social media accounts. He's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I really made a mistake. I, I went over the line. It was uncalled for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to get my ass. Like, what did you uh, think would happen? Did oh, you like so funny? It's so funny. Like, it's uh, like it's like Jay and Silent Bob showing up at your house to kick your ass. <laughs> is 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 that's what is that what it's like to not have anxiety? You know what I mean? Because like I I just couldn't imagine doing that because I would be like, yeah, this guy's gonna eventually kick my ass. Like I'm either eventually gonna look like a fool or eventually he's gonna kick my ass. So I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, it, does that guy just not have any anxiety about anything? So he's like, I'm just gonna fucking talk shit to this guy. I'll kick his ass. I know I will. <laughs> and I am regularly going to go to where this guy works. Yeah. I mean, what a big dummy. He's like, oh, I know he can't do anything. It's yeah, it's Karen shit, dude. It, it's yeah, just it's like not his... like it's not like us talking shit on Kevin Dunn. We're never going to meet Kevin Dunn. Also, I'm and pretty sure like, we could all whoop like, Kevin Dunn's ass. Yeah, like, it's not I'm, like me talking shit about Nick Cage because when I do fight Nick Cage and beat him, because he's a bitch, dude, and it's all and he just oh doesn't. Look, dude, he's a big bitch, dude. You know he is. Come on. I mean, no. You Nick said Cage it. You just... said it to me off air. You were like, "Oh yeah, I would whoop his ass too." He could take us both, and then you were like, "Yeah, I'll tag team two on one with the with you against Nick oh. Cage." So it'd be Shane and Isaac against Nick Cage. Yeah, well, well, no, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case. I think that you were really high, and actually, you were you were talking to Dozer. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. I don't remember. <laughs> either yeah, way, Nick Cage is gonna whip my ass if yeah, I fight way, him. So Nick Cage, you're going down, baby. I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper bag, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would not talk shit uh, to anyone else other than Nick Cage because all the other superstars and wrestlers are actually tough. <laughs> but <laughs> that brings us to TakeOver Revival. We're still in the six-match TakeOvers, but, you know, with this one, we got some great matches, and we got the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic filled with tag teams that aren't tag teams. And that gives, brings us to our opening match. Finn Balor and the Samoan Joseph taking on, depending where you read on this Wikipedia article, Dash and Dawson, The Mechanics, or The Revival. Just depends where you read on this article. They, they have had a lot of names. <laughs> um, a, a couple things I want to touch on real quick. Um, just just before we get into it, like this show got me so hyped when I started watching it. I know I sent this to the group, but like this this show really felt like the beginning of of NXT hitting the molten hot streak. It would go on for like fuck what five six years. You know what I mean? Of just constantly being the best thing that happened any given weekend they did a takeover it sure ended on a high note let's say that much but God, just just man. the whole feeling because you know you got to see dash and Austin. you got to see american alpha you got to see oscar you know what i mean you got to see balor you got to see joe you know you had an incredible women's match 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously at the end, but this just like you got to see the Rhodes family. Yeah, I mean, it, it got me going, and also commentary is almost there. Like Ooh. I said, Rich Rich Brennan is a fucking dork. Oh, but how, Tom how? Tom is coming. I'm telling you, Tom, Tom is almost Tom's here. Tom's, Tom's gonna save the day. But I, imagine being imagine like <laughs> being that guy, Rich Brennan, and like nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows. He's got a name. He was on TV for like <laughs> like a, a year or something. I mean, no one knows who Byron is, dude. Like, yeah, no, people know who Byron Saxton is. That's at least people remember that name. If you're oh, oh, you're saying today? I thought you were saying yeah. At the time, yes. oh, okay, and even then, yeah. like you know, Byron is like still a nobody, but like, yeah, Byron's still a commentator, bro. He commentates one of the main brands. It's just so funny to like <laughs> be one of these guys who who spent a while doing that, and just like you, nobody knows your name. He was, I mean, he called some of the fucking like most iconic early matches of fucking takeover history, and fucking. Yeah, he no. got replaced by Tom Phillips, bro. And I'm not trying to shit on Tom, but he's no fucking Moro Ranello. Oh, he's coming too. It's gonna be so awesome. Um, have I ever told you guys a story about when when me and um, Robert and some of my buddies bullied Tom at a live NXT show? <laughs> I think you've told this, but fuck it, dude. Let's do it again. Why not? So, like, so I, I got a surprise anyway. So. Tell your story and then we'll surprise you. It's not my penis. Don't worry. We already oh, promised. Oh no! I already promised. Oh god! Oh no! Just moving to the drop um, button. Well, yeah. Tom Tom Phillips um, was the ring uh, was the uh, ring bell operator and also uh, one of the ring announcers at NXT from the Arnold like. <laughs> yes, he the was Arnold Classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was there all day. And then me and Robert and my buddy, Aaron, and, um, some other people that we met were just in this corner and we were like the wrestling corner. You know what I mean? Like there were a bunch of little kids everywhere. There were, um, you know, some, some big old basement dwelling dorks on the other side, but we were, um, but we were the wrestling corner and then Tom, like, (laughs) For whatever reason, every single time Tom would do anything, we would just start booing him. <laughs> so he would ring the bell. We're like, Tom, you did a shit job. <laughs> ring that bell like a bitch. And he ignored us for like the first two hours. <laughs> and then at one point he looked over and then he was just like. What the fuck? Man? Yeah, like, 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 what are, you know. What are you guys doing? And you know, so we kept doing it for a little bit, and then eventually, like, some of us were gonna leave. So then we called him over and said we were all sorry, and then laughed about it. Um, but like, just everything he did, it was uh, extremely funny because you could tell he didn't want it. What is Dozer doing down there? Yeah, I don't know. Computer. It's like her over there. All right, what's the? You don't need to know. Oh no! What is happening? I know I'm gonna save my surprise for the right moment. Now I want to know what Dozer's oh. doing. He's making all sorts of noises. I'm not doing anything. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Right. Oh my god! Right. I'm, what is I'm happening? More, I'm more nervous for that than you should be for what I'm. Oh but god! What's uh? What's the first match of the night here? I've already announced it. Dash we and just Dawson haven't talked about it versus oh, Samoan Joseph and Finn Balor. God, this was pretty good, especially to kick off the night. Like, 
Mm-hmm. The whole angle of ending up. Uh, oh, here's my surprise. Oh, hi, DDJ. It's DDJ. Hello, Dennis. We missed you. We we just man. Somebody said, "What do you say?" And they said, "With DDJ." And like we haven't seen him in a while. And so here we are. Yeah, I'm. I am. I missed you guys. I am a lot more scared of whatever Dozer's doing (laughs) than I am of your surprise. Okay. Yeah. Um, We were just talking about the first match of uh, NXT TakeOver Respect, which was uh, the revival versus Samoan Joe and Finn Balor. Man, you know, know, I was kind of just looking at the card here, and first off, if you could only heard the things Isaac said to me to turn, get me to come on here, for if you could have only seen what he said, or oh yeah, it's true, it's damn true, it's but, all true. <laughs> but you know, though, the, the, this, and then I, I was looking at the card, and I know the next match we're going to talk about. This, those were, were both really good matches. I mean, that was a fun just way to open the show. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I mean, everyone was stoked to see uh, Balor and Joe. Got the crowd hot as shit. And then you have four people that can wrestle. And it's, you know, it was More hot. More than can be said about a lot of WWE lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was a good contrast of, uh, of styles in, in many ways. Uh, Dash and Dawson. Um, I, I, pissed, I uh, took a piss next to... Uh, 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 Dawson one time. That was pretty cool. Um, that was like two days before the Arnold. But, um, you know, they're, they're this straight-up cutthroat tag team. You know, that's their gimmick. That's what they've always done. And then you have Joe and Balor, you know, who who provide, you know, the big man muscle and, and intimidation factor, you know, really hard strikes from Joe. And then you've got, you know, Finn flying all over the place and being, you know, being the punching bag for Samojo's hot tag. Yep. Um, you know, both of these guys were really hot at this point in NXT. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the two biggest stars on the brand to to begin with. Yeah, I mean, um, Balor had only done what, like one or two appearances, maybe one appearance as the demon at this point. Yeah, and he he wasn't the demon for this either. He was just Finn. No, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like he was like really early yeah. in his run. Like he demoned like once or twice. I yeah. believe this was very early in Joe's run with NXT too. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like it was his second takeover appearance, I think, because he, he third if we count his debut. Oh, okay. Well, second takeover match then. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, it was it was just a really well worked match. I don't think that there was anything in particular that was like mind bending. You know what I mean? There was no point in this match where I was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever watched." But it was just a really solid tag team match, and, it, and you could do much worse on any WWE yeah. television this week. I mean, even with the dusty classic, it didn't feel like there were any. Real stakes. Whoa, whoa! I hear what is shit. happening? I'm t- I'm trying to share uh, the link. Oh, the link. I was oh. like, damn! I heard Shane. That's my boy. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, it, it didn't feel like there were high stakes, and it you know it did feel like Joe and Valor uh, were just sort of thrown together for this, and it didn't seem like, like the most uh they were always gonna win you know what i mean they were always gonna win unless there was a turn and there was no turn so they won yeah 
but it was a it was a solid match. It was it was higher than a three, but it wasn't quite three five. I'd say three point two five is a very fair a rating to give this one. Highly entertaining, mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, not nearly the match of the night, nothing like groundbreaking, but a great tag team match and a great first match of the card. I was just gonna say that that match did what any good opening match at a you know major event does is it gets the crowd going you know it's it starts so it starts it starts the show off strong and i thought this was a great way to start the show rating dennis i'm gonna go with uh my man isaac i'm gonna give it three and a quarter as well hell yeah well i mean i was gonna go with a three but i'm just gonna go with a three two five because I know Dozer has already written down his uh, written wrote Ooh, wrote down nice. his, uh, his his rating. I just want to see if it works. So we got three two five three two five three two five and well, ladies and gentlemen, we have what we're going to call a full house. <laughs> oh, where we have I love the three. <laughs> where we have three people rating it three two five oh. and two people rating it three. Oh, 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 man, so close to a cluster. Man, I was going to rate it a three. So I agreed with fucking Meltzer. I would have agreed with I mean, I'm going to be honest then. I I agree with Meltzer and Dozer because three was my rating. So It was was a three, but it was a little better than that. So I'm not ashamed of my 3.25 like you are. Nor should you be. (laughs) No, I'm not. It wasn't my rating to begin with. I just wanted to. So I brought you on. See you pound a beer because I thought it would be funny. Um, I got you. Oh, back I was hoping. Me. I was hoping we could. We'll, we have, think, we have more matches to go. <clears throat> we have a couple things that I think will block a clusterfuck in this show. Oh no! Yeah, Meltzer ratings or Dozer ratings, one or the other. Who knows? They're Same kind of interchangeable. Mostly, I think. Um, so that brings us to our next match of the night, where we have the incomparable Baron Corbin and. Rhino taking on American Alpha, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. God, what a great tag team they were! They were it's such a shame. Awesome. That was the best. Like J- J- Jason Jordan having to retire really is such a shame because I would have loved to have seen them, you know, reuniting the tag team in what WWE or elsewhere. He he neck. he's yeah, yeah fucked neck up neck. Yeah. He 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 did that angle with with Seth Rollins. Remember where they won the tag titles, but then he just sat on the ring steps. And then, you know, he's like, Ugh. and then he just retired. Damn, dude, he really yeah, is he, Kurt Angle. He doing son. that angle with uh, Kurt Angle, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Angle's, you know, son. My son. That's what I'm saying. My son, Jason broken, Jordan, my son. The broken freaking neck, huh? Um. Well, yeah, that was about okay. the only, uh, you know, uniting but, factor be- between those two. Um. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I didn't know that. Yeah. American Alpha at that point, uh, man, for a tag team that sort of got thrown together and with a stupid fucking gimmick, Gable, dude, that man put those fuckers on his back and carried them. Uh, he was. I mean, his promos were the fucking were were the best thing that they did, and he in ring the guy was just a fucking workhorse. Oh, J- Jason Jordan kicked ass though he was he was good he was he was good but you got it was admit, still greener than well, yeah gable was, gable, gable, gable was prime time ready 
I mean, the the fact that Gable hasn't been like allowed to succeed more in that company is a goddamn shame because he also lost his first name. Um, of course, he did. Everyone and gain, well, at some point, he Which lost most of his name and gained the shorty anymore. Oh yeah, I was gonna say he was shorty G. I forgot about no, he's that. Just he's not, he's not he even being the shortest guy on the roster. Um, at least he's not like Anne of Green Gables now. You know, <laughs> oh, we got this great idea, pal. I, don't let Kevin hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this match was all right. I yeah. really, I mean, it just it made me it made me feel bad, honestly, because I miss these guys so much. I miss that tag team so much, and um, and yeah, the Baron Corbin Rhino combo was it was all right. They're they're fine. Rhino is Man. great, but Rhino has legitimately maybe the best belly to belly in professional wrestling history. It's pretty fucking He's awesome. also oh. got the best beer as well too, I think. The gore is probably uh I mean, I mean but but the but the Bill Goldberg spear, dude. Goldberg didn't do anything right, but the spear was the one thing cuz he just launched his yeah. big he was just, dumb he's head. Like, a, yeah, he just tackled. He did a football yeah. tackle. He like full on was trying to hurt him. Yeah. But um Go ahead, Isaac. Sorry, I just wanted to touch oh, no. on the, uh, I mean, the just, belly to belly. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the wrestlers involved. It wasn't a great match. It was not nearly as good as the the opening tag team match. Um, it was fine. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but it wasn't a three. It was maybe a two and a half star match, and. I don't know if part of that is just me feeling bad because I miss American Alpha so much. But, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was fine. It wasn't bad. It was it was an average match for me. It was mediocre right in the middle. Yeah, like Rhino at this point um could still go, but he, he needed someone to, to to work with, you know what I mean? And obviously Chad Gable's that guy. You could tell he was a little slow. Baron Corbin at this point was still really, really green. Like he's getting better. You could tell he's getting better. Um, he's definitely the, happy. Yeah. You know, the the first well, now oh, he God. is the first uh, the first <laughs> like ninety percent of this match was pretty slow, pretty you know not boring, but it you know just just a wrestling match. But the finish was awesome. The finish was really good with um. Jason Jordan finally getting the hot tag, straps down, and then just suplexing everyone and all of the different moves that they hit. Um, and then uh, I loved uh, them recalling the uh, Chad Gable like tilt a whirl head scissors deal, but then turning it into the uh, the end of days. That's like one of the best end of days you'll ever that see. That was fucking awesome. Yes, it, it, yes was it was so cool. Was, I was like, I was wow, that was a different move. Yeah, no, like yeah, the last like, the, the finishing great. sequence was incredible. <laughs> and for that, I agree with Isaac, actually. And honestly, two, two, five. Oh, shit, dog. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm just going to go on and say, yeah, the three of us agree that I gave it a two, five as well. Meltz is oh. going to love this. Fuck. You know what? I'm I'm 
I can't really add much or take away from, you know, basically any, anything you guys said, I think you nailed everything. So that alone, I'll stick with a 2.5 as well, too. All right. Four of a kind here. We're close. Well, I will happily tell you there ain't no clusterfuck today. <sighs> Meltzer gave this a three, five. Are you out wow. of your fucking mind? Meltzer. <laughs> There's no way this was better. That's revi- that revival match. That's insane. Oh, what in the world? Okay, here's oh. a, here's a legitimate question though. Here's Meltzer smoked question. the hopium for most of this. What if what if we saw Finn Balor and Samoa Joe versus FDR in AEW? How the same exact match, nothing different. Only thing is that it's an AEW. What does he give that match rating? It's a four, right? Is it in the Tokyo Dome? Yeah, right now. I mean, if it's in the Tokyo Dome, we get six stars. <laughs> That's insane. minus five stars. I finished my beer because that was so fucking stupid, but I'm glad we all agreed. Okay, that brings us to a match that I want to say surprised me a little bit, and that was Asuka taking on Dana Brooke. With my first thought of just, dear God, we fucked up Dana Brooke. And I can't tell if she was really good in this match and we fucked her up after the fact or Asuka covered a lot. I don't Asuka. know. Asuka's that good. Asuka covered and everything. I, and I like, I like Dana Brooke. Yeah, yeah. She She's improved so much. Like, I've always been I, she had a good look. I always thought she could, could do it. And yes. She she's become a a pretty healthy hand to have on the roster. I mean, I I, I respect Dana Brooke a lot. She's, um, got a, she's got a she's got a hell of a boyfriend. I mean, he's the what do they call him, the troll killer or whatever. The tr- who's her boyfriend? I can't think of. Oh, he, Dave Batista. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't think of what his name is. It's Ulysses Diaz or something like that. It's oh, an MMA guy. Oh, but did shit. you hear? Did you hear about what happened? No, no. <laughs> like some guy some real Jay and Silent Bob shit. The the some guy. Uh, oh, he was like, the one who showed up at dude's house. Yeah, he, the guy was trolling uh, Dana or something like that, and the dude went and showed up and uh, showed up at his house and punched him and got arrested. Hell and, yeah! And he's an MMA fighter. Nice. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Batista because I remember when she fucking was like booty calling Batista on did, Twitter did, and did, suddenly gained the Batista bomb as a move. Oh my god, dude. That shit was great. But yes. Did, did you um, guys, real quick, did you guys know that that uh, Raquel Gonzalez dates Braun Strowman? I just I found that. that out on, on Twitter like two days ago. I was I was relatively shocked. I mean, whatever. Dude, good for them. Be, but, he must be hung. He, so must... she, she, she really gets these hands then. Yes, he what do you dude. mean he's hung? Do you see how big this motherfucker That's is? What I'm saying of... he must be, dude. And 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 he's and he's hung for a lesbian too. He has huge hands. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, uh, this Oscar. Also, this also let's not forget it had Emma and not Happy Emma. This is angry Emma. Yeah, this was not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This was not the a, evolution. This was not a good match. Was this her debut match, though? Yeah, this was Asuka's debut so match. This, for what it was, it was a great debut match. The crowd was over as shit for her, even though the crowd was kind of obnoxious. She, Fuck this crowd. She, like, Asuka looked great. Dana Brooke did a great job putting her over. The match itself was not 
interesting. It was a squash, obviously, um, but it was a little more interesting than a typical squash. But, I mean, it wasn't anything special. I love Asuka, and it was great to see her come out and, like, fuck with her and do her chain wrestling and do her thing, make fun of Dana Brooke, like, all of it, you know, like, she established very quickly that she was a, a face and mm-hmm. someone to be reckoned with. And um, yeah, it was short. It was short. And Five minutes, seven seconds. Yeah. I, I, you can't say much about it. It wasn't, it certainly wasn't better than anything I've seen. I love Oscar and I love Dana Brooke, but it wasn't anything great. Um, it was a good debut, but yeah, that's about all I can say. I mean, yeah, you, it was Asuka's debut, and you know, and you had to have her, you know, make her look strong. So, I mean, really, I don't think it could have got Ben more than anything more than a squash. Yeah. Isaac, what's your rating? I'm gonna go uh, a one and a half on this one because it just wasn't that. It just wasn't that good. But I mean, it was fine for what it was, but it wasn't anything special. What debut was it that we saw recently that you and Dozer gave way too high of a rating for because you were so stoked on the debut? Because, like, they came out and they did a squash. It was something pretty recent. Was it on NXT? I I really don't remember. But, it like, somebody debuted, and I was like, I you two are out of your fucking mind. Nothing but is I, canon here. I, but I remember I, the interaction. Don't remember the match. Yeah. Nothing's canon here. I... I feel I feel that way about this match. I don't think it's like you got to go watch it, but like for what it is, it really works. You know, Asuka looks badass. You get to see a really different style of wrestling than anything you've seen uh, in WWE. Really up to this point in history, you get to see the strong style. You get to see the ultra technical, you know, s- submissions and everything else. You get to see the 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 sometimes over exuberant you know Japanese you know style personality. I haven't seen anything like that on WWE in a long time or ever at all. Um, and they did a fine enough job of making Dana semi competitive. You know, just just enough to you know hold you over. This was like a like a like a three star piece of business, man. You thought this was as good as the opening match? No, but for what it was, it but 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 for what it was, it, it was that good. Right. The match yeah. itself, no, but no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you when you're wrong. It would just be rude. I do, <laughs> Dozer was making some faces. I'm. I did think this was better than the opening match. I really enjoyed watching Asuka. It's hard to compare a five-minute match to a nine-minute match. There's an extra four minutes. If this went four minutes longer, it probably would not have been as good. But for what it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed seeing what Asuka brought to the table here. And she's really bringing in the second generation of this women's evolution. I thought it was perfect. I loved it. I'm giving it a three, two, five. All right. Wow. Okay. I feel bad. Let's feel go, bad. Dozer. Because I love Oscar, and I thought it was great, and and I gave it a, such a low rating. Oh, and for, for what for what it was, yeah. I, um, you know, again, it was Oscar's debut. You had to have her look strong. 
you know, at the time Dana's still, you know, learning the ropes, you know, kind of green and stuff. But it was it was what it it it, it accomplished what it needed to, to accomplish. For that, I'm not gonna go as high as uh Dozer and Shane, but I'm not gonna go as low as Isaac. I'm gonna kinda go in the middle. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go two and a half. That's a very responsible rating, Dennis. Thank you. That's me, Mr. Responsible. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking, motherfuckers. Because Meltzer gave it a three two five. Oh. Wow. He's out of his mind. But so is Dozer, so Dan Dan well, Shane. I think we all are. Yeah, well, you know. <sighs> That brings us to Apollo Cruz taking on Tyler Breeze. See, I think I think we might just start disagreeing around here. This match, I don't know. Like, I love Tyler Breeze and I love Apollo Cruz. Weakest match of the long. night. It yeah. went too long. Oh, so we it went all... so it went so okay, long wrong, for no reason. Yeah. I and mean, like, like they just were trying to fill time like well, we'll this see. this match like i don't i didn't want them to disrespect tyler breeze here how long was this match dozer nine minutes 41 seconds this match could have been two minutes shorter super easily yeah it yeah. just I, I don't know if, like if there was anything i can like pick apart that like i didn't that like made it fucking boring for me it just like it wasn't like they did anything wrong the wrestling was fine. Tyler Breeze is incredible. The Cruz was incredible. And yet they just put on a boring match. Why Why did this need to be on TakeOver? It didn't. This, this is, is focused on having six-match TakeOvers. We haven't entered yes. the five-match TakeOver yet. Yeah, this, this, this is a NXT weekly television at that point. Main event, you add three to four minutes onto it and make it like a, you know, like a 12, 13 minute match. And that's your main event of a, of, of a, of a weekly, you know, NXT episode. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. it was just okay. It felt like they were getting all of their shit in rather than just working. I think the, like, so the note I have in agreement with you in a way is it didn't feel cohesive. Yeah, no, it just felt like guys getting their shit in, and you Sometimes knew with matches, you know, just that yeah. people don't work, you know, together. Yeah, and 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 you just know that Cruz is is gonna win. You know, Tyler Breeze hasn't won shit. He never he's won shit. Hands. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, CJ Parker, Dolph Ziggler, dude. Yeah, exactly. But for NXT, yeah, CJ. Yeah. the end of the next CJ Parker. It, it was. I don't know. Uh, like a like a t t two two. It's a two. This for me was the was yeah easily the weakest of the night, which means I'm rating a one. Oh, it wasn't that bad, man. You're you're out of control right now. See, I am. I'm on the downward slide. Yeah, you're you're out of control. A one. Do you understand oh, some of the matches you've rated above a one? Yeah, oh boy, it. there is no canon I, for me. Oh. 
You know, Look, I'm sure if we rate... compare all of Meltzer's ratings, and they're all over the fucking yeah, some place. People he rate... shouldn't aspire to be Meltzer. That, that's... With a system, if so. you're if your life's some ambition people... is to be Dave Meltzer, then you you yeah. really need to reevaluate your life. I'm, Look, I mean, to be honest, whether you like... say it or not, he's the only other person whose ratings we include in the show. He's the yeah, only no, person I mean... who has. I would yeah, love make- to shove my thumb up my ass all day, every day, and make up ratings while watching wrestling. That'd be incredible. And make I, would hate, I would hate yep. to be. I would hate that. Honestly, think about all the wrestling he has to watch. I God, would have to I spend be- some. Time he doesn't watch half of it. I assure you. Like, <laughs> like. His Somebody else too. sends him ratings. No, he's 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 fucking off for 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 some of these matches, man. Jeez, he's got to be. You, I mean, his office for Christ's sakes. No, his, 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 not his, healthy or happy. His dick he's, is it is in his hand his, a lot, his, man. His his office looks like some of the houses I've seen on hoarders. Yo, have you been getting <laughs> those YouTube suggestions for hoarders? Because no, Christ uh-huh. Almighty. Oh, I, I guess my, my wife one. loves that show. Oh my god, it's so depressing, bro. I think that's all my wife watches on Discovery Plus. It is Dozer <laughs> rating, yes, or, or, or 2.25. Dennis, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with two just because, again, it just for some reason, just these two just it didn't click. But I want to say though, man, how awesome was Apollo uh, Cruz's theme back then? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I, I like this Apollo Cruz better than I like whatever he's fucking doing. Oh, me too. Oh, but I mean, his the theme back day, though was banging. I yeah, I'm sitting here going, my God, I want him and Titus Worldwide back together because it's better than what the fuck he's doing. But I will happily tell you, no one has to drink. Meltzer was smoking something for this match. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. We're getting almost a four. 3.25. Oh. He's dying his goddamn mind. All right. <laughs> I don't know what he was smoking or if he watched the match at all because it wasn't the match we he saw. He didn't watch the fucking match. I'm telling <laughs> you, this motherfucker straight up does he dozer shit, looks at looks at comments on the internet. <laughs> and that, that's and why that's it takes three rate. days for the ratings to come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's insane. He, he waits for a public reaction and then decides whether or not he's going to be ridiculous or he's going to be sensible, and then he just goes from there. It's it. This man has it made. He just lies. Is it a lie? Ratings or opinions? Like, there's no I don't firm... I don't it's not his opinion I'm telling you yeah, <laughs> unless it's like New Japan opinion opinions are like assholes right yeah. everyone has Pretty one and they're all fun one. they're all fun to eat you, you eat that. opinions oh dear God no I guess it falls you know, apart when you go from the assholes huh that brings <laughs> us to the finals of the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic where we have two Non-tag teams competing. And we yeah. have Finn Balor and Samoa Joe taking on Happy Corbin and the man they call Rhino. I actually like this match a lot. Oh. I like this match quite a bit. Are you I thought, No, I thought that the storytelling in it was actually really good. I yeah, agree. I know. It's, I, 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 call me crazy, but I thought the whole, like, 
uh, uh, Finn Balor with the fucked up knee thing was great. He sold the hell out of it uh, all the way till the, the finish. I thought was fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really fucking solid tag match from two teams that had like some similarities, but like for the most part was like you know, very different styles. And yeah, I don't know. F- fully entertained me. Was it the best match of the night? Was it as good as the opening match? No. But it was solid as hell for me. And and I love that Koopty at the end where, you know, you're selling the knee injury. And uh, it was fucking awesome. The They deserved to win. All the fanfare at the end was, you know, I won't include in my rating, but it was kind of wild to see all the pageantry the the road see half of aw's roster in the ring dude to see cody to see brandy to see dustin all in the ring was like oh yeah fuck man they did fucking yeah holy shit it was a double take for a second there were multiple points in the show one of those included that felt very japanese like the pageantry of of a lot of the stuff they did, and obviously the like the finish of the main event was was very like old school, awesome. you know. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But important. yeah, no, 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 no. It it, it felt it felt super important, and I think that is what elevated this match because the match itself was just kind of clunky and. And big and brawly, and and not necessarily in a good way the entire time. And, we had three and, big hosses in the match. What yeah, well, do you expect? Yeah, but 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 S- S- Samoa Joe ain't a straight big hoss. You know what I mean? Rhino, Rhino. Yeah, but Rhino is still towards you know, not towards the end, but on on the wrong end of his career here. He can still go. And Baron Corbin is also on the wrong end of his career here. Those yeah, two right end of his career. Well, yeah, I, I, dude, I like Corbin. I, I know I I disagree with everyone. I like Baron Corbin. I I think I know. ever since he I don't hate him. Yeah, no, he's he he's like a really incredible asset to the company, and honestly, one of the better NXT call ups you're gonna see, which is probably what we'll be talking about on the show next week. Better one of the but, better. Soul NXT guys, not a prior indie guy. Yeah, no, I mean, one of the best homegrown talents, but I don't know. A lot of this match just felt kind of painted by the numbers and like, this is what's going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And it was all done pretty well. I mean, I think Baron Corbin looked, particularly in this match, the best he's looked so far. And obviously he was aided by, you know, three consummate professionals, you know, and Rhino did what he needed to do and, and, ate, and ate the pinfall and all the pageantry after. But I don't know. In the end, I, I think it's like a, a, a like a, like a two point, I don't know, two five. Oof. I'm going three. I'm going solid three. I had a really good time with this match. I thought, and in in separate from it, I want to say that uh, I remember watching this live, and I remember, you know, like this was very soon after Dusty died, mm-hmm. um, and 
Well, I was I was at the pay-per-view after he died. I was at Money in the Bank 2016, which was like three days after or whatever when the yeah. yeah. And I just the you know the 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 respect shown in NXT to him and you know Cody's promo, especially live like when I watched it live, was really heartfelt. And even you know, even if it's a little cheesy, though well, you know, we are you know, tonight we are all roads is like was like a great was a, it was a good moment, but you know, like the match itself and and how it, you know what it it felt important at that point. It yeah. it, it it would have felt better if it would have been an actual tag team, and not something where they turn it into an angle. Yes, to like oh, yeah. the week after, because Samoa Joe immediately turns heel, immediately goes after Finn's title. And I don't and I don't disagree with any of that. And, but, you know, in, in the moment, it was great. Like if American Alpha would have won, and the these the the shiny, fresh baby faces, you know what oh, I mean? And yeah, you strap the rocket to their ass, you know what I mean? And you know they got the dusty and all the roads is. I mean, you honestly, know, it should have been. It should have been. You know, fantasy booking wise, with with that same setup, it should have been. FTR. Uh, FTR versus American Alpha. Oh, absolutely! In the yeah. final, but well, we're gonna we're gonna get that the, soon. With the match, you we're know, gonna get it soon. Do, but that would have been a nice kick to either one of those two. Yes, they could have used the rub, and the other guys didn't need it. But it is what it is. That's why I give it a three. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was a great match for what it was. I, Isaac, I'm agreeing with you. I give it a three, and here's what I want to say about it. Because you liked it. It had old school storytelling, old school work of body part going on in it with a new school feel. I can't It felt that. modern in the moveset, but the psychology was old, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, I can't yeah, argue with I, that. I, I liked it too. I I love tournaments, especially when when the guys that like are wrestling, you know, depending on how many how many rounds there are. You know, when they wrestle twice or three times and they come out and they sell their injuries, you know, and like one of the things I always like, you know, is like when Bret Hart would work multiple matches a night, like if he got injured one match, he was always really good about selling an injury. You know, and when he talked about Finn with his leg injury, it's just that kind of stuff. I love that. And I liked how you said, you know, the old school feel, the old school, you know, old school vibe with the new school feel. And that definitely fits, you know, right in with that. And I'm, I would say, I'll go with you guys. I'll give it a I'll give it a three as well. Dennis, I think there might be an invader in your home. Um no, no, no that's no invader. That's my wife that wa- that walked by. <laughs> hi. Oh, she's already upstairs. Okay, well, well you tell her I said hi. I, I would like to state three of us have to drink. Shane, you saved yourself. Three of us agreed with Meltzer, though. I he almost gave it a three. Uh, you should have. Oh well. Yeah, it wasn't a three, man. I mean, I, I, I can't jump up point seven five. I can morally handle point two five, but morally <laughs> handle. It's morally a, handle. It's against my morals. It's against my morals. This show has good. morals. When that? Yeah. Happen? Yes. Wait. When did this? This isn't what I signed up for. No, the only morals is you gotta, you gotta drink. We're morally obligated to drink and do well, and do druggins. Well, that brings us to 
our main event. Yes. The first time uh, a women's match has main evented a special event. The is. longest WWE women's match in history to this point. This shit was we have awesome. barely taken on Sasha Banks in an Iron Woman match. Man, is, Sasha, is really Sasha. Is it really but, still to this day the longest women's match? They've no, done? okay, it is not. It has it was su superseded by Charlotte versus uh, I believe Sasha again in another thirty-minute women's Iron Man match oh, at yeah, yeah. Roadblock end of the line. Yeah, okay, that that's right. I did but this, see that. which went five minutes into overtime. This also kicked ass, man. And like so it good. started on such a good note with Sasha making Izzy cry. And I it was the best thing out. ever. She's just sobbing. That little fucking idiot is sobbing. Yeah, well, hey, that was, that careful. We're even, going to get fans coming to us and booing us nonstop. This is like 15 because of something this. minutes in. It was great. It was great, though. Yeah. And no, I got to no, say, no, 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 no. She oh. starts off with it because she's fucking with her to begin with. Oh, well, yeah, she, but I think the part where yeah. she makes her, her it's she steals her, her bow that wasn't put, like later in the match. She steals her bow later in the match, and she starts bawling. And Pretty sure great. that's that's like really early. I it's thought it was a, later on in the match. Yeah, it was like yeah. fifteen something in for sure because they were they had gone up, they had fought up the ramp, and they were doing shit. They had slam, she had slammed Bailey into the board at that point. Mm -hmm. No, but she fucks with her at the beginning of the match too, yeah, and like, I'm pretty sure she's crying at the beginning of the match. She cries multiple times. Oh, okay. I didn't see her crying in the beginning. Then I just saw her like bawling mm -hmm. when Bailey Sasha steals her fucking bow. But either way, the match itself, man, uh, this shit, dude, uh, what a fucking great match. Like everything about it. I love, I love uh, the intensity at this time that fucking Sasha Banks had. I mean, when she would put in that bank statement on Bailey and like stomp her hands and shit yeah. as she was going for the ropes and stomp her face and step on. Like that shit was so good. Like fuck, it was so good. And Bailey was such a good baby face at that point. And like both of them, like you could respect them, like for what they were accomplishing. And then the work that they fucking put out was just perfect that night. Like really was. Like I don't know, there was a perfect a perfect match in a lot of ways. The finish was great with her getting locked up and that submission move and not being able to tap out and having to scream i'm done i'm done and yeah and then um, yeah how the uh you know sasha's hand ended up being one of the deciding factors in the match and they called back to that um and just the storytelling throughout was awesome you know man. the the first fall um sasha gets is you know by by just an eye poke and then a roll up and then Bailey comes back like two, three minutes later, whatever, and hits a big old power ba Bailey to belly. Yeah. And then you have Sasha, you know, just you know being a slimy heel and inking out the next pin, and then Bailey hitting another power move. You know what I mean? You had though you had that storyline. Um, uh, I I liked them using a count out as a finish. Yep. in this match mm -hmm. i thought it was cool the idea that she could be counted out twice 
you know, that isn't that explored was, that very was much. Definitely one of the times she made Izzy cry was during the count out. Yes. She had the bow on and she was yes. making fun of her. Um, oh, that was great. The the commentary, especially between Corey and Byron in this match, is is particularly strong because Byron is just an absolute love muffin mm-hmm. of, of a commentator. And Corey is is really hitting a stride here, his NXT stride, and, and and he is just cutting and jarring. But also, like when he gets humbled, he he acts like it. He, he's a really nice balance of of heel to sometimes sensible to sometimes realizing when he's wrong. And what I will say, agreeing with the commentary here, is this is one of the few matches in modern WWE history where you can listen, just listen to the commentary and get the feel of the match. Yeah, There's I mean, very few commentators where you can sit there and pop on and act like it's an old radio show. Everyone remembers Mauro, and for good reason, because Mauro Ranella was probably um, the greatest play-by-play commentator WWE has ever had. And by and large, one of the greatest play-by-play commentators of any sport of all time, um, period. But, like, we're coming up on Tom Byron and uh, Corey, and that's a really special group of guys. I mean, that's 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 the voice of early NXT. God, like early, sh- early hot NXT. Oh, like when it's it becomes so like the funny. Yeah, just Gray's ripping on Byron Saxon all the time was fucking great. And like the, the thing time. is, is Tom comes in and he's just as dorky as Byron. So Corey's just shitting on both of them the entire time, and it's it's so good. But this match, man. I mean, it 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 really is like, in you could tell these girls still had something to prove, like. Not to not to shit on Raquel or anything. Like Raquel's a great champion, but like Raquel Gonzalez doesn't have anything to prove. She's NXT Women's Champion. That speaks for itself at this point. This match was still them trying to prove that this was a major belt to hold in your career. And not only that, but it was some. They were trying to prove that like women's wrestling was more that, than being a diva. They're still fucking yeah, calling them divas. That, and not only that, but that they were, they not only was it more important, like more than just being a diva, but that they could be the main event yeah, and make it fucking something special. And I tell you what, it does nothing on this card before this match matters, in my opinion. And, and, and they, and this and the is, one thing was about this match is they had to, this was, this was the follow-up to the, the Brooklyn match. Yeah, yes. which was five stars. Right. And this is this is this, this is had, a five. This star. Is a lot to live up to. This is absolutely a five star match all day. If we if I was willing to go higher, I would. But to me, this is a perfect match for everything it needed to accomplish and uh, for everything it did. Like it is, it was for me. It was perfect. So here's the thing: is I am willing to go higher than that, and I will right now. Because the way WWE treated these women after the match was something truly special. Yes, and uh, and, and it, no one, we, no, I, it, it doesn't. I, no, that's it, part of it. Was it WWE? Is it Triple H? It, I don't care. It's, it's just it, the NXT. it doesn't matter. 
like they were treated really well in, like in the, the flowers and, and and like the way like sasha reacted and just dropped character and like realized like what had just happened and like bailey's reaction and the flowers and everything else that everyone this, out there in the roster mm-hmm. and- this was a 5.25 and i stand by that because the first this is a first ladies and gentlemen the first yes. time in sgs history we have broken the chart yeah. I don't agree Making with it, history. and I don't condone it. So I, I personally only hear the five. The point two five is is made up. So Shane and I are green at a five <clears throat> because we only go to five. We don't melt through this shit. Wait, so you're talking the point? It's my show, man. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Wait, I can do whatever I want because it's you're my talking show. a max rating is a max rating. You're talking the points are all made up here. Now, what are we? Whose line is it anyway? I wish, dude. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Can we get Colin yeah. Mockery on the show? No, the yeah. old school, the British one. Yeah, I remember the British one. Yep. A, a, um, American one. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 DDJ's old. He remembers. He's old like me. Well, no, I, I've, I've seen the British one, but the American one is one of the few shows that I think is actually better. It's oh, on it. American. The, the, the whose line is it anyway? If you guys got HBO Max, the one the one that Drew Carey hosted, that's on HBO Max. I, I just think and it's the better. one that also Drew the is way better than the one Aisha Taylor hosted. Oh no, oh no, oh Jesus Christ! We don't want to spoil any of this for Wade, guys. <laughs> we don't want to spoil any of the whose line is it anyways. <laughs> Dozer. Five, so we got three fives. That's fifteen points. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna make it unanimous. Well, this Meltzer didn't rate it a five because the first match he rated in between uh, the Cena Punk Money in the Bank fiasco and uh, it was uh, Andrade Cien Almas with the two names with the you know, with two extra names versus Johnny Gargano. So he rated this like probably like a three, seven, five or something. <laughs> hey, if someone can guess Meltzer's rating, I'll give you a point. Six. Four. Four and a half. DDJ. Six. 4.25. He's at God. He's out of his mind. What did hey. he miss? Like what it's the, the fuck? One- it's the one match you didn't rate something starting with a three during this whole show, which is impressive considering how many we, how many matches of his have we watched where he gave it a zero? Like he uses zero a shit ton. Well, I will say this. I will say this. I don't care what came before this match. This match was so good. I've got to give this pay-per-view a four as a whole. Because I would watch this match again and again, and I would watch the whole pay-per-view if I had to just to get to it. Um, Which basically you have to do with the cock. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of do. But I mean, no, the reality is, is like, even if you average it out, like, goddamn, this match was so good that I can't help but give the whole show. And it feels... so you're you're actually rating it above a five, right? Because if you average it out, it you know with what you I'm rated using, everything I'm else. I mean, I'm average, just I'm just saying. I'm using average oh. in a uh, in a liberal way. Mm. You know, it can mean it can mm. mean so, something other than it is. Yeah. 
<laughs> the I'm accountant waiting. in me disagrees, but yeah, well, you know, it's it's all uh, semantics, dude. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this this pay per view got me hyped. Like, I, I I'm so ready Did for like, one. Hyped? Yeah, get hyped. Um, like I'm ready for London. I'm ready for what's to come. Like San Antonio is coming up. Nakamura is coming very soon. Oh, um, damn, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like like oh, we're we're so we're, we're so close to getting into like just talent on talent on talent that's constantly changing. Like like takeovers are going to get wild and very very yeah. varied soon um but I, I can't take that into account um there, there was nothing outstanding earlier in the card before the main event but there was also nothing like truly bad uh, as a whole i think this is like a 3.25 show but with a like a with a must watch main event if you're gonna go down and and, and watch some wrestling to sit down you could do way worse than this show that's the thing is like yeah the the whole is better than the the parts the know, sum of the parts the sum is definitely better than yeah the parts it's one of those things that like normally it's it's the opposite but jesus christ man it really did like that main event is so fucking good yeah i i'd give i'm i'd give it a three and a quarter overall because it was very enjoyable you know and like uh Shane said, "You're start. You're getting to the point where you're starting to get in where Anakin really takes off. Like yep. it's it, it's not going to be too long before Drew uh, Drew Galloway wins the NXT title and then gets beaten down by the uh, undis the the soon to be undisputed era. Like we're we're we're, oh, we're getting close, man. boys. Yeah, we're about to have a war games without the undisputed era, man." That's uh, is that possible? Well, we're Dude. gonna find out. I mean, I'm gonna watch it and probably mm-hmm. not be happy. Oh, real quick, did, did y'all see that the Bobby Fish uh, did uh, Adam Cole's bidding on AEW? Yep. They're trying to rebuild the band, baby. Baby. <laughs> nice. Well, I did see the picture of them, and I was like so confused. Is like I was like, oh, that's Fish, and. Then- and that's Adam Cole. And I'm like, who the fuck are these two bozos? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, it is it's the Fox and Jacksons. Oh, choose the young bucks. No, no mm. I didn't even know it was them when I said it. I was literally like, because I was like, I, I thought it would be, and I was like, oh, is that I was like, no, that's not them. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait, maybe it is. <laughs> and they look so stupid. Oh, they look well, so they are. stupid. Yeah, I am. I, uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan of theirs, dude. Even I, when I don't know who they are. No point. Uh, they, I, I did, did know it's the wrong kind of heat for me. It's the kind of heat where I'm just like, I want to turn them off. I don't want to watch them. I don't want to watch them get beat up. I don't want to watch them do any of their flip. I gave it a 3.25. That's a 3.25 out of four of us say it's... What, uh, what Uncle All right. did it. Meltzer doesn't rate whole shows, so he I do his the same way I do mine. I add up my scores and divide them by the number of matches. He gave it a 3.375. So he liked the show more than all of us. Except me. No. Except you. Yeah, you sorry. gave it a four. I gave it a four. Isaac gave it a four. 
And and that and, was literally because yeah, the bad. main event was so fucking good. It, it just. Mm-hmm. I, I want to point out something I found quite amusing here. If I take your scores and I do my math on them, Isaac, you gave it a 2.7. <laughs> Shane, you also gave it a 2.7. <laughs> oh, boy. That's pretty funny. But the, but the What about was... me? DDJ, you gave it a 3. Okay. Well, you know, that was pretty close. You know, I think I think we had I think we had a uh, at least one thing that we can all agree on tonight, and that well, is that the main fuck event, Kevin Dunn. It was excellent. That's yes, two that's things. two things. Kevin, fuck Kevin Dunn, and in three things is uh, uh, thank you, Johnner's uh, uh, network, Johnner's podcasting network, for having us as part of the team. It's three things we can agree Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yes. Congrats to, you know, shout out to John for just celebrating three years of his show. Yes. Oh, yes. oh my God. DDJ, we have you. Please go on a, a little promo, a little promo rant here. Uh, uh, promote your thing. Promote what you're doing. Give a little shout out to Johnners and, uh, you know, do what you Just do let best. him do what he's going to do. Oh, man. Well, it was a very nice. I'm, I'm very, I was very happy to get on. I missed, I missed doing this with you guys. Yeah, we miss you too, man. And that. So, and I mean. I, Isaac, you're lucky that I wasn't in the room next to you because he might have talked the clothes right off of me there. Oh, I will, I will someday. <laughs> but now, um, you know, as always, you know, thanks to uh, Johners for not only having you know such good shoot, but uh, you know, my show, which is you know, what do you say with DJ, which is kind of a little on a hiatus. I'm hoping to maybe get it started at the beginning of next year, relaunch it with some you know new interviews and stuff. Um, and then obviously, you know, the show I do with, uh, you know, the hot one, Jay Minacho and the premier Joey K, you know, and shooting shit, which, uh, guys check out our latest episode. It's our first, just basically where we it's just free form. We threw the, we threw the script away. We threw the format sheet away. We just shot, shot, shot you know, literally just shot and, you know, on things and stuff. We talked, you about write a script, a format sheet. We used a format. I don't know what that we uh, is, we should format. Talk, we should talk after this. Maybe we can do something. Maybe we can make our show. Good. But no, we uh, we talk about like we spend a lot of time talking about all the recent releases, and then we talked about some you know AEW stuff and that, and then we also just recently did one of our first bonus episode where we continued our drafting of the Ring of Honor roster. You know, pound the pound off the heels of the news that you know Ring of Honor is going on hiatus after a final battle here and stuff but we got you know where does jay lethal land uh a little bit of a little bit of a spoiler alert i actually drafted him when the second round from episode 10 when we actually started this i had him going back to impact god i want to see him somewhere else i would I'm going to, man, I just wish NXT was not 2.0. I wish NXT was 1.0 because that would be so good. Oh, yeah. It, oh. it would be good. It'd be amazing, but that's not where we're at. But speaking of 2.0, you know, I, I in a couple weeks, show rule. You know, maybe we can work out something for a special Thanksgiving episode. Extra stuff, actor, extra fuck. And maybe we'll try to fix WWE. I don't know. Maybe we'll have some special guests. I can't. I can't wait for that. I was going to say. I think we're going to see more of DDJ soon. Well, yeah. No. 
I'm not going away that easy. I'm almost, I'm I'm this I'm this close to being done with physical therapy. Hell yeah. Three more th- Hell yeah. I got three sessions left. Hell yeah. Yep. Isaac, you want to pound the rest of our beers as Dozer carries us out since we agreed? <clears throat> Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Such Good Shoot. We're the podcast about anything and everything in the world of wrestling. And make sure to check us out every Thursday at 10.05 right here. I'm going to keep talking until they drink. And, you know, eventually I'm just going to... Thank you for listening to this edition of Such Good Shoot. If you are on YouTube, please remember to like, subscribe, and ring that bell icon. Or subscribe to us on your favorite audio catcher. Or finally, if you're on Facebook, leave a comment, like the video, and make sure to share it out to all your friends. Until next time, 